It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. You're standing in the avenue once again, uh, Crick having just endured a harrowing ordeal. Thumbs up. Dub- <laughs> double thumbs up. Yeah, Sturb got a friend and Crick got existentialism. <laughs> what do you do now? Lorelei is like, we ready to, to move on? Dowsing rod, go! Lorelei, this time your hand, it doesn't quite ignite the way it did in the Deep Palace, but it itches and then it burns ow shit ah. can someone pick me up please it's a little hard to walk when one of your feet is on fire not fire but yeah sure. yeah, well, I'll carry you uh, pick, I, I pick pick her up as you pick Lorelei up um, that glow brightens until all of you can see it like a star on the back of her hand and Corel as, as Lorelei's mark flares like that your own markings light up uh, one at a time spreading from your hand all the way up to your shoulder until it's glowing and as that final shoulder mark the new big one ignites the mist that teases the edge of the avenue rushes in and swirls around you the gray fog darkens almost to black and then it recedes and suddenly Corel, you can see a building not blurry crystal clear a huge imposing structure not unlike saint paul's cathedral with these vast stone smooth stone blocks making up its body and a huge a huge white dome that looks kind of like an observatory all of it leading down to a black wooden door at the top of a flight of white stone steps and above that door uh in brass is your mark corel looks on the building with recognition because they have seen it before though it's been a while they just pull them up themselves up my turn i suppose and they go skittering purposefully up the steps towards the door the door opens before you can reach it okay i just walk in you can't there's someone in the way a towering bent-backed figure stands before you they're chitin for they are chitinous is deep black with a shimmer of iridescent green. They stand tall on six short segmented legs and regard you for a long moment, turning their horned head sideways to so they can look at you with one beady dark eye. That like moment of eye contact stretches and then Cavorus this infuriating figure you have followed the whispers of across multiple planets, across multiple years of your life. The god of knowledge sighs and turns away from you. <laughs> oh no! No! <laughs> Corel just is ang- <laughs> angry. No. Don't you fucking dare! Can we see this? Yeah, oh my god! You can see this. <laughs> Kavoris pauses, still like part turned away from you, 
And then his shoulders move and words glowing in the air come sliding out around him so that you can see them. You had better come in. Yes, I think I should. Do the rest of you follow? Just asking, that's all. We probably should. We don't want to wait out here. Yeah. Probably. At least just come in and we'll wait in a corner. We can wait in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get... We don't, we don't try to step on Corel's I mean, toes. Schlepp would know somewhere we can all go and sit. <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh, now I would! Yeah, let's go. Hey, hey Paige, like, does Schlepp know, like, a little, like, cubby to, like, wait in? Oh, you sure do, buddy? Um, Corel, as you follow Kavoris in through that first doorway, can I take a perception check, please? Big graffiti schlurp was here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's uh, 16. You find yourself faced with a high-ceilinged, like, atrium. A little bit, a little bit Roman in style. Like, um, there's a glass aperture up into the endless grey sky. Um, It's all very light and edged with pillars and a little little accents of wood. Little low tables, low couches to sit on. And... At the edges of this atrium area with this like portal of light shining down on you is just a endless maze of book stacks that just snakes on and on and on into fog. I'm sure you have many questions. Yes, actually, I do have a few questions. Thank you for saying so. First question. Why did you bring Schlurp here? I'm sorry, that's probably not the most important question, but it's the one that's really been on my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Kavoris looks at you and then tilts his head slowly and then moves his hands. And you can see that he's holding the ember stylus, the dagger that you just acquired in the Deep Palace, and he's using it to write in the air. Do I still have... You do still have... The Lost Spirit... They were hers. Hallelujah, I presume. He bows his head solemnly. We've already been to Ali Eula's halls. Why did Schlurp come here? <laughs> it was safe. Implying that the hall wasn't. Interesting. Next question. Oh, where, where now? Oh, yes. What the hell? Why all the ruddy breadcrumbs? Kavoris tilts his head and kind of seems to think for a minute and then writes I'm afraid I'm not privy to that information. Wait, sorry, just so we're clear, you're saying you're not privy to why you're... If you would like to consult with Lord Kavoris, he will return shortly. He's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking answering machine! <laughs> Does Corel realise they are talking to the answering machine in this moment? I think if you do, they would. Corel screams. <laughs> do we hear this? Yeah, 100%. So, so, I, so, I, so I guess that's going well. Should we help them? No. I think this is a them thing. They need to, to get out the frustration. Yeah. Anyway, do you guys want a tour? (laughs) Of course. Of course. (laughs) It would be too much to ask, wouldn't it? To to get here again and expect a a straight answer from from a reliable source. Perhaps I could still be of assistance. 
Maybe. Questions, questions. When did Lord Cavoris depart? Not long ago, and yet eons ago. Time moves strangely in this realm, as I'm sure you already have noticed. Yes. Yes. How do you know they will return shortly? He always has before. Okay. I don't know how to explain this to Greyfriars Bobby. Um, <laughs> oh no! Did he leave any instructions in the event he didn't return? I have standing orders to watch over anything of hers or his, to guard the broker's vault, and to avoid the attentions of Pyrrhus or his spirits. <sighs> what can you tell me about Pyrrhus? Pyrrhus Alvoan is the elemental god of fire. Elaborate? This isn't Alexa, Duncan! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Kavora spot, play Despacito. <laughs> the... She's opened his mouth. The, this kind of avatar image of Kavoris raises his hand again as if to write more and then turns away from you and strides into the shelving. <laughs> wow. Corel tenses up for a moment and just follows. <laughs> the shelves seem to move around you like ma Matrix style. Like you walk and they zoom around you. Um, this avatar seems to know exactly where he's going and he comes to a stop in front of a shelf stuffed with scrolls and he pulls one out not even hesitating just immediately one hand shooting robotically out to select one particular scroll scroll which he then opens in front of you and it shows it shows a scene i think you may have seen before it shows a tree of stars on a hill and beneath the hill are four stone thrones and each throne is emblazoned with a mark and slowly the image of Kavoris like reaches around the scroll and taps a finger on one of the thrones one emblazoned with a red star all right so this is their symbol this is their seat is there something obvious that Corel's missing here or was it just an image it's just an image there's like writing around it which kind of shifts as you look at it. It originates in a script that you can't read, and then it kind of shifts into... What would your mother tongue be? Ziri Trade? Yeah. Yeah, it shifts into Ziri Trade as you look at it, and the writing kind of goes... It kind of elaborates what Jiahu and Shomu already spoke to you about earlier on your journey, in, like, journeys down the avenue. The arch gods at the top of the tree, the elementals guarding them, and then the pantheonic gods. This scroll actually also illustrates one interesting thing. There is a heading further down the scroll, part covered by Kavoris' arm, which says, The Dance of the Gods. What can you tell me about the Dance of the Gods? Uh, Kavoris kind of shuffles the scroll, winding one end up and unrolling the other to shift that image, like that heading of the Dance of the Gods up to the center. And the dance of the gods, the scroll says, is an, a once an eon event where the arch gods return to the pantheon to reaffirm their connection 
and kind of sustain the universe. They have to, it's, it's saying that they have to come to the Pantheon and like connect, it keeps using this word connect with the tree and the elementals are supposed to guard them during this time because while they connect to the tree, they are vulnerable. Corell starts to make some connections in their mind. What would, hap would happen if such of this event were to be disrupted? The avatar of Kavoris freezes and then starts to kind of glitch faintly and then it rolls up the scroll and then kind of looking helplessly around as if it's struggling to think about how to explain it breaks the scroll over their knee that okay i think i see the point you're trying to make where was lord kavoris going <laughs> the avatar of kavoris drops the halves of the scroll to the floor with a clatter and raises the emperor stylus and writes the words one at a time he was going to the dance of the gods Crow looks down at the broken parts of the scroll and picks it, them up once broken could be repaired the avatar of Kavoris thinks for a very long time and then writes only if the arch gods still live and the elementals of course page <laughs> yeah <laughs> was slurp guided by cavatar i've thought of three names cavatar kaforis and kalexa those are my three <laughs> those are three names i thought of was slurp looked over by kalexa for six months yes God damn it. Chris, oh, like, huh, you never met him either. <laughs> I, I don't know this. Schlub doesn't know this. I've connected the dots, but Schlub does not give everyone a fucking tour. Oh my God. No. How sad. Colexo play Despacito. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. <Bring> no, <laughs> not Carell's got one on me. Carell's going to go into their bag. And it's going to try and find the scraps of the Book of Shadows. I think some of them still had a bit of writing on them. And I think it was the phrase, when you see the woman at the end of the world, tell her that I'm sorry. Krell just fishes this piece out and shows it to the Avatar. What can you tell me about this? The Avatar looks very closely, like obviously inspecting it. And then leans back and hesitantly writes. That is Lord Kavoris's handwriting. Shaky, penned under stress, perhaps. All right, well, glad to know I've had some commu actual communication with him. As to a woman and an end of times, I have no clear information to impart with you. I do know that there has only ever been one woman in Kavoris's life. Literature. <laughs> did Kavoris have the ability to communicate across time the avatar kind of tips their head side to side and then writes not natively but Lord Dorizo did gift him with a book that had something of that ability I see 
Perel is reassessing a few things in their mind. What happens when a god dies? The avatar stills and then looks at you and then shakes its head as it writes gods can't die (laughs) (laughs) we have evidence to the contrary excepting that in the admittedly impossible event of such an event occurring what would be the consequences the pantheonic realm would become unstable the tree would wither and the arch gods would not be able to attend for the dance. Been thinking about it all wrong. They didn't disrupt it, they stopped it happening in the first place. I'm going to go her browse for a moment. Thank you for your in- for the information you've provided. And the avatar of Kavoros bows and turns and strides away. What have the rest of you been doing in the atrium? I think Shlurp offered a tour. (laughs) (laughs) Following Shlurp around. And this is where I sat and thought. For six months. (laughs) This is is the mural I drew. Yeah, I mean, the Broker's Vault does change the way I, like the way I just described with Corel, like the shells will move around depending on what you need. But um, there are some stable areas like the atrium. There's like a seating area that you know of. You also would have caught glimpses of like a locked door, maybe to like a study style room. Uh, Oh, and that cubby area, I think I described. Mm. I think I once, think I once described you, Kavoris coming there carrying a, I guess Kavoris the Avatar, master of all four elements, um, (laughs) going there carrying a red cloak. Yes. The cloak is still there. One thing you do definitely find as you're exploring is, um, Schlurp, you would have seen this, is that there's another courtyard kind of area. I say courtyard. It's an area free of books with a floor mosaic. Schlurp, you would have only have seen this maybe a couple of times. And I'm going to say that in Corel, as Corel kind of wanders the library, the library is probably going to end up pushing all of you to this spot at some point. The mosaic has a ruby in the center with a flat face set in the top. And this is a mosaic of Kavoris orbited by books and quills. And he's got both hands extended and his right hand has another black chitinous hand in it. And his left hand has a light gray hand in it, which also disappears off camera in like the other direction. That's all you find as you explore. Corel, what do you go looking for? I don't think even Corel knows exactly. They're much as anything, just walking and digesting what they've heard and sort of reassessing a few things. But I suppose they just keep an eye out on the shelves for anything that might be of interest. I think that as you kind of explore almost in this dazed state, there's a few scrolls, a few books that catch your eye in a meaningful way as you pass them. You're more than welcome to pick them up. I'm going to say that for expediency's sake. You could stop and read them, but you're welcome to also just take them. Like the things that you notice that call out to you, they do have this feeling of take me, take me. I think Krell being almost in a few 
just sort of follows the instruction, just starts picking them up. So when you finally cross paths with the party again, probably back near the atrium, the rest of you will see that Corel's bag is very significantly heavier. And the Corel, sorry, the Kavoris avatar is nowhere to be seen. So you, you have talked to Kavoris. He do you have anything <laughs> cool to say? <laughs> oh, Schlurp. You're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> I share what I was told. And the implication that I certainly took from this is that Piros disrupted the dance before it had begun proper. That's only the implication Corel's pick up on. That's the idea that they try to get across with all the other information. So, it sounds as if somebody killed one of the gods before the dance, which meant it couldn't happen. So when all the other gods went there to try and engage in it, it all went wrong, the tree shriveled up, and... Exactly. Do we do we know that it was... I suppose we don't know if it was Pyrrhos. I suppose we don't, but I think it's a reasonable assumption to be work on for now. It just doesn't answer the question of why he would suddenly want to do that. Ah, yes, unfortunately, the Avatar's information was clearly not fully up to date. I should say you've brought us a lot more understanding, Corel. Thank you. They looked at their bag. Next time we have a moment, I shall look over these and maybe I'll be able to find more. I have finally gotten to borrow some books from this library. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys return to the avenue? Yes. You head down the stairs and as you do, to the rest of you, the Broker's Vault, the imposing stone building, it just melts back into insubstantial fog again. Corel, it still looks there for you. And as Lorelei slowly leads you on, the lamps extinguish one by one, leaving it in darkness. Lorelei just puts her hands up again. I lift Lorelei again. You slowly continue the way you've been going, just shuffling into infinity with buildings passing and passing and passing around you. This time... You walk for a while. Your legs slowly start to ache and the buildings around you remain substantial and foggy and your hand only flickers every now and then until it almost seems to kind of go dark and you're left shuffling along the avenue with no clear tether and it's when you're tired and everything seems unclear that... Suddenly there's a gap between buildings, an empty space, to all of you except Faraday. Alone, without any walls around it, is an anvil with a hammer and tongs resting on top of it and nothing else. Uh, Lorelei, we need need to stop. We need to stop here. I haven't got a ping, but okay. The god of life and death said if I didn't want to be out for two days... I needed to craft my own item thing, I guess. And I mean, an anvil looks like a pretty good place to do it. And I don't want to hold us up. But also, I mean, I kind of saved a lot of people. I want to be able to do that again. It's not holding us up, um, friend. I mean, I spent all that time in a canyon waving my hand about. Like, no, please take as much time as you need. It's important. Yeah, 
as much time as I... Mm. See, I don't know what I need to make. It's not like a, a half hour, hour kind of thing. I need to craft something. I can do it. I know I can do it, but it's going to take time. Shomu rests her hand on your shoulder, Faraday, and says, well, if there's one thing this dead realm can do is give you time. Time moves strangely here. I'm sure that if you need to make your tether, then the Pantheon will give you what you need. And if the worst comes, we can give you the time you need. Ourselves, if we have to. Okay. Is there somewhere more comfortable that everyone else can wait? He looks at you and then says, Do you think there needs to be? Yes. Then go to your anvil. Um, I will approach it. As you approach it, the fog starts to shift and quiver under your feet. Faraday, what does it form? It doesn't form very much. It forms two rooms, one of which is a workshop filled with tables and crafting tools that are finer than she could afford like back in springs and things but she could afford quite a high quality it's quite small and there's not a lot of personal touches um but it's it's like cozy and then there's a room off the side of it a bit like in springs and things that's more of like a rest stop so like a sofa bed and a tv and some snacks and things it's not as grand or as big as the Hall of Music. I think it's like got the sense of it not being finished yet. Okay, so like raw stone. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's raw stone, there's some windows. It it looks like sort of the first floor of a house. Yeah. But just missing the top. Faraday, this forms around you. The rest of you, you see Faraday walk into this building that assembles itself around her. And then a door swings open giving you all like a clear path to follow her. Faraday does like a seating area. You said a seating area forms just like like what you said. A, a comfortable seating area has formed. What do you guys do? Yeah, you could sit there, you could stay out in the avenue. Yeah, we're gonna stay out here in the open with the fire god yeah. flying around. Bring it on. Bring it on. No, no I go sit down. No, find a fucking beanbag. I think Corel go looks to show move. Is there something she has to do herself? I mean, I just... You know, sometimes I help her with things. Shemu tilts his head from side to side and then says, You can offer. Hey. Um, just wanted to check if you wanted a hand. That would be wonderful. So, Corel and Faraday, what do you do? What do you do, Leonie? She goes into the workshop, takes off her coat, pulls out a bench, and starts getting to work. I think the first attempt comes quite quickly. She's like, ah, oh, spiritual weapon is a hammer. Judges have hammers. Like, this will be fine. And she crafts it, and then she takes it in her hand, and she's like, no, this isn't right. So she tries it again. Thicker handle, thinner handle, different colour, different material, different wood. None of those feel right. And 
I think she and Corel end up just tossing ideas together. What does judgment look like in a Ziri culture? What does it look like on this planet? And just what could we use? And slowly and over a lot of time, the bench at the back of the workshop just fills up with stuff. Some of it is half made, some of it is a sketch, some of it is fully finished. That whole back bench is like a museum of her failures. And I think there's a moment when she looks at Corel and is like, so <laughs> what do we do if when we get back, no one is there? Ooh, oh, okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> this hammer is, what, I don't know, four hours? And this sword that I spent I don't even know how long on, but is, oh my god, easily the best thing I have ever fucking made. That is pretty great. I know, but what am I going to do with it? Chop someone's head off? And what's that? That's like a month? Is that a month? Is this whole thing like 30 years? I can't accept that all the bad things are happening out there while we can't do anything about them because... Faraday, that's just not an acceptable conclusion to come to. That's... No. Look. I mean, once again, I don't think we've talked about this. We've met Shomu. I know, that was really cool. Shomu wouldn't tell you it was good to do this if it wasn't okay to do this. I just also feel like if something had happened already, I think feel like we would have felt something. I... Otherwise, this whole god business is bullshit. You're right. Um, let's try again. It's all right, we tried hammer, sword. Oh, let's think about it practically. Um, I need something portable, something that shows the action of a choice. Books? <laughs> You're the god of knowledge, help me! You know what? I'm going to take a wild leap here. Um, Paige. Yes? In asking that question in my own mind, I sort of start looking at the books. Just not opening them, but just going through them and trying to see if one of them's giving vibes that might give one of them might give an answer here. You flip through the books, Corral. Wildly, one of them it appears to be a collation of mythology and god concepts from all sorts of cultures. And as you flick through the books, it's like you're for a second as you're thinking about it really intensely, your hands move without you telling them to, and the book lands open on human ancient Egypt, and it lands on the image of a feather balanced on a scale. Well, that's, that's a striking image. What, what did you find? Something from, from, from Earth, actually. Judgment, ultimate judgment, judgment of life and death, the weighing of souls. Let's try it. I don't think it takes necessarily any longer or any shorter than building any of the other objects, but it takes a long time to get the balance right and all of this. And eventually she sets a small set of golden scales on the workshop in front of her. It doesn't call to her like Crick's mirror does or the pick, but it just feels right. And she believes it will work and she knows that that's enough. Mm -hmm. And I think... Before finishing up, she takes her cleric symbol, which is her ring, which is a symbol of her 
graduating medneering and it's this idea of like healing and she knows she is someone who heals and harms and is somewhere in between and places it in the center of the scales uh, to mark it as hers and then looks around the room as if expecting someone to tell her not to do it and then takes out the coin that Junie gave her before she left and cuts it into the perfect circle to fit inside the ring and hammers them in place. As you hammer that home, your hammer makes a musical chime, chiming sound, and somewhere deep inside you, you know that it is complete. When you say scales, do they balance on your palm, or do you hang it from a finger? Like I think that they need to hang from a finger, and so that when I decide an action needs to change, I can tip one side or the other. Yeah, so it's the two dishes hanging from a finger. That sounds very cool. I love yeah. that visual. Love that image. You have your item. What do you do? I look at Corel and I say, thank you for the help. Always a pleasure. Corel, for a second before the two of you go to rejoin the others and head back out again onto the avenue, your markings itch. And for just a split second, you look at Faraday and you see her crowned with antlers made from cogs and gears. Corel just smiles. For the rest of you, I don't think it feels like it's been longer than an hour. Oh, that was quick. (laughs) (laughs) And Shamu says, what did you make? Show them. Uh, Okay, I get the scales out of the case and balance them on my fingertip. (gasps) Very nice. That looks amazing. Shamu nods and says, back out onto the avenue again. Do you feel anything, Lorelei? She stretches, sits on the edge of the sofa bed and puts her arms out and just sort of starts moving them around. Your hands remain stuttering and dark and... As she watches you, Jiahu kind of edges closer to you and then says, you know what I said earlier about maybe you're you're being pulled to places where Theresia was a lot? It, I guess it makes sense that you wouldn't feel them here because this place is new. It is. And early makes her way outside. Your hands remain dark. And you're all... I would say you're all feeling... A bit of an itch of tiredness now. This has been a very long, timeless ordeal. Anyone head back to my place with the with the cushions? Shimmy shakes his head and says, We must press on. The individual realms are safer than the avenue itself, but Pyros will come sooner or later. So no beanbags. Could you try using your mirror crick? I mean, it might not work because it needs to be Laurelay related, but it's worth a shot. So use it on what? On on the mist? Me, maybe? Oh, yeah, that could Because work. didn't someone say it was kind of everywhere? Okay, well, I point the mirror at Laurelay. Yeah, um, in the reflection, Crick, you can see Laurelay standing and... The trident markings are glowing unlike how they are in real life at the moment. Um, And those 
like little glowing markings are sending out little bands of light that shimmer and twinkle in the air for a long moment there's like nothing changes in the mirror and then those twinkles of light seem to kind of coalesce behind Lorelei and form into a much taller silhouette well, a bit like Corel, but with a tail you can't see any details but it's like the foggy outline of an apelta and that foggy outline behind Lorelei raises both hands and you can just make out like a rectangular doorway opening at the figure's command before like the mirage on the mirror winks out. Craig relays that and Lorelei just sort of pulls her condensed staff off of she keeps it on her necklace. Yep. Uh, extends it and one of the things I can do as a circle of stars druid is uh, cast guiding bolt at first level okay but I cast it instead of like casting it at someone into my staff and at the same time just put it out and spin it as if like carving a circle into the air you do that and the tip of your staff uh, leaves a faint white line in the air um, and as you spin it, that white line solidifies into a hoop. But as you go to kind of slow down the spin, it flickers and then dies down again. Oh! oh use more to... spell! Use more spell! I'm like, fuck it. And pump like seven levels worth of energy into this. Okay. Uh, Lorelei, you desperate, tired so much is happening you reach out for your magic you spin your fucking staff and you burn up your spell slots and that white hoop brightens until it sears all of your eyes and then finally the space inside the hoop sizzles crackles and then illuminates bright white and Lorelei, you're thrown backwards as a circular doorway some five foot across opens up in front of you its edges ragged you feel like shit, but it's kind of, it's there, hanging in the air, like it's stuck there. And as you're staring at it, staring through it even, into a bright white surrealist nightmare of twisting stairs. You can see stairs, Lorelei. Staircases, countless staircases, tangled together, physical embodiments of timelines like um, Escher style, upside down, sideways, vertical. And as you look through that doorway onto the staircase, Shomu stands, his shoulders lit orange by a building glow in the distance and says, we're out of time. listeners, Paige here. I'd like to say a quick thank you to our cast. That's Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Shona as Schlurp, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Duncan as Corell, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. If you've enjoyed the show, consider leaving a review, recommending us to a friend, checking out our store, or becoming a supporter over on our Patreon. We're the indiest of indie productions, and every little really does help. That's all from me. See you in three weeks in the Maelstrom Galaxy.